what I think is responding to public outrage to save face, um, because if he was calling the shots, he wouldn't actually do it publicly, because it's like more hanging, almost like hanging a dirty linen mm. in the public. But I think it's just responding to public outrage because he's aware that people have, are losing faith in the ANC and the public opinion really indicates that people are not satisfied about how the ANC has been dealing, especially with corruption. And in his letter, the president talks about the party having made progress in dealing with corruption in the state, yet no government official has been arrested to date. I don't think the ANC has dealt with corruption in mm. any way. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Because the problem is, as South Africans, we tend to look at the ANC as a party in power now, without really looking back at the ANC when it was not a party in power, how it was dealing with issues of corruption, with issues of, of uh, misbehavior. Mm. There is a book that I think people must read. It's written by uh, Reverend Peter Story that shows how the ANC failed during the time of Winnie Mandela, of the Mandela Football Club, when the Mandela Football Club had become a lynch mob, they were kidnapping people, they were terrorizing communities, mm. how the ANC in exile and the ANC inside the country failed to deal with Winnie Mandela simply because she was a Mandela, how they were tiptoeing around her, how they were sugarcoating situations, even when Stompe CP was killed, even when people were disappearing. So the thing about ANC being unable to deal with powerful people within its ranks is not a new thing. Mm. It's just that at this point in time, it is now also coupled with the patronage that comes with being in government. So... There is no way that we can, anybody can say the answer to corruption, given the fact that every year when the Auditor General shows a, a, a corruption at municipal level, it's almost all, it's almost every ANC municipality. There's never been a point whereby corruption or any misappropriation is shown at the DA-controlled municipality. It's all ANC municipalities. Now you ask yourself, since the Auditor General has been putting out to these things, mm-hmm. why hasn't we had one municipal manager, one municipal official being arrested and convicted for corruption? So in a way, it shows that the ANC has got high tolerance for corruption, mm-hmm. primarily because the people who make ANC officials corrupt or the people that are corrupted by ANC people are those that actually end up funding the ANC, that give money to the ANC for, for its own campaign. So corruption, in a way, benefits the ANC because it makes sure the ANC has some money to campaign the ANC to do some of the work that it does as a political party. And just your thoughts on ANC Secretary General Is Marashula being given powers to review all individual reports on corruption when he is not completely in the clear with this COVID-19 PPE scandal. I mean, his sons secured millions of, of, I mean, million rand deals to supply PPE to the government during the pandemic. Well, I think, I think the ANC is really its, 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 uh, its worst enemy. For example, the, 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 the thing about Esma Khashule is one example, given the fact that everybody knows from which faction of the ANC that it comes from, because it comes from the faction that lost, uh, the faction that lost in uh, at the conference in Nazareth. It comes from the faction that believed Jacob Zuma did nothing wrong, mm-hmm. the faction that believed the Guptas were, were, were the right business people. But I think another big undoing of the ANC is its creation of that thing called integrity, uh, integrity unit or integrity the committee or something. Yeah the integrity committee because you ask yourself why should a political party have an integrity committee that is going to deal with deployees in government because mm-hmm. when people are deployed to government they are earning from the taxpayer which means if there's any misappropriation any, any any way that they misbehave they must be dealt with by the prosecuting authorities of a country you can't say ANC members when they misbehave when they are presidential spokespeople and they are found to have 
contravened the procurement act by allowing their husbands to bid for PPEs. Now you say the ANC intake committee will deal with them. Why can't they be dealt by, by, by the national prosecuting authorities like everyone else? Mm-hmm. So you realize that the ANC, by creating all these layers of Isma Khashule having final ways, oversight over, over these processes, creating the integrity committee, they are saying to South Africans, our members are immune from the processes that every South African is, sub- is subjected to. And which is something South Africans must learn to say, if the ANC says its members have immunity, mm-hmm. why is it, why then should the NPA and all these other institutions apply to us? Why does ANC believe it's above the public in South Africa? Mm. And with the growing trust deficit between the ANC and voters, are we likely to see the governing party lose support during next year's local government elections? We are likely to see them lose some support, mm. but we are unlikely to see them really being unseated in municipalities where they are very solid. Mm. Because we need to understand how the ANC actually works. The ANC in getting people to vote for it, they will have projects that are supposed to be implemented in 2020 mm-hmm. that they will say, hold back those projects. We are going to roll out those projects in 2021 because we know that once the project starts, we can be able to use them to campaign the hiring processes, uh, the subcontracting processes, the, the, the opening of libraries, opening of schools, opening of institutions. We can use that to campaign because campaign, because when you open, when they're opening a library, there's going to be food, there's going to be t-shirts. So, most of South Africans are poor. And when you live in a country where people are poor, we take for granted the fact that we have tea and bread in the morning. Mm-hmm. There are people who can have tea and bread who will give their vote to anyone who can provide them with tea and bread. And the ACS realized that. And it's so sad when you realize that that has been the ZANU-PF strategy all along, or the strategy of liberation movement all along. And the NC, one would have thought they were supposed to this modern democratic party that does not exploit the poverty of people. But the ANC is going to do exactly that, which is mm-hmm. what it's been doing all over again. That's how the ANC continues winning, because there are people that are kept poor mm-hmm. and they can be promised crumbs prior to elections, and those people are going to say, oh, I'd rather vote for the ANC because it's the only party that's promising us this crumb. Mm. And Hakwe, the president also had to reprimand um, the finance minister, Tito Mboweni, after he made controversial statements on the axing of Zambia's central bank governor. I mean, what happened to the ANC speaking in one voice? The ANC stopped speaking in one voice during the time of Jacob Zuma. Mm. Um, when Maybe when the ANC top-notch, top brass discovered one morning that there was something for Twitter. I think that's where the ANC stopped speaking in one voice. Mm-hmm. That's why you had people tweeting this, you had people tweeting that. And during the time of Jacob Zuma, there was even this catch of open letters. People would go out and write open letters and do all these other things. So if I remember correctly, the last time the ANC spoke, spoke in one voice was the time of Tawambik when Smarton Gonyam was the only person the ANC spoke. Mm-hmm. But after that, you had all these different kinds of spokespeople, Keith Koza, uh, all of them and you had Twitter and you had Facebook and you had all these other social media platforms that are that being used but I think Cecil Ramaphosa does not really need to try and reprimand a finance minister mm-hmm. when he tweets in his own capacity as Tito Mboen maybe he was tweeting in his own capacity mm-hmm. I don't think this reprimanding thing needs to be done if there was a policy. So they need to have a policy in the government to say, how does cabinet, who speaks for cabinet right now? We are not even sure who speaks for cabinet. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when we knew Temba Maseko spoke for cabinet when during the time of, of, of Tawambe. So I think there needs to be policies 
but also to reverse the rod that has set in the ANC during the time of Jacob Zuma by everybody who felt they wanted to say something or rather an open letter or they'll tweet or they'll actually use any other platform to say what they wanted to say, even if it was contravening the ANC position, as we've seen now with the Duzani Zuma congratulating Tandile Gumete for being appointed to the legislature when the ANC itself feels so ashamed to actually do the same. Mm. Should we expect more divisions within the governing party? More divisions. Mm. We, we can't expect divisions. The only way that we can see divisions within the ruling party is if the ruling party decides it's going to clamp down on corruption. Mm. And I'll tell you why. When you read uh, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa's letter, there's a sentence where he says, those who are here to be corrupt, those who, are, who, want, who want to be corrupt must leave the ANC. Mm. Which then speaks to the gist of the matter. Today, people who are corrupt join the ANC. Mm. The most corrupt people, people who, under any circumstances, will be rhino, will be, will, will, will be rhino horn smugglers, will be killing people, people who will be stealing, who, under normal circumstances, people who, under apartheid, will have been thieves. They join the ANC because when you join the ANC and you're a criminal, you know that if you get arrested, uh, they can say you can say. Oh, it's political because I'm to Tislala, I'm a secretary for this region. It's political. So by Ramaphosa saying those who want to be corrupt must leave the ANC, he knows he's speaking what they call the conundrum in English. It's just a complicated situation. So there's not, the only way you can see effects, effects be, or you can see divisions is if the ANC decides tomorrow that it's going to annul the membership of everyone else, like, it annuls the membership of every person who's an NC member, and it says from next month or two months from now, people must reapply, which means each and every person reapplying is going to be vetted. Mm. Who are you? Where do you come from? That's when you actually see, uh, you'll see divisions there, because there are those who actually are comfortable being in the ANC without the NC knowing exactly who they're dealing with, who they are, what companies they have, what relatives they have in government, and all those other processes. So for now, we're not going to see, because the problem with the ANC is, if a faction loses a conference, mm. they just sulk, 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 but they just say, we are waiting for the next conference, we're going to talk about corruption. But the, all the, what they're saying is, if the, new, if the faction is out, they get in, they continue where the other faction is left off. There's nothing new that actually happens, given the fact that the Cyril Ramaphosa group in going to Nazareth will talk about corruption, but now the billions that have been corrupted are corrupted by people from that very same faction.